This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Sponsored by Accountex. It's Accountex, it's day one. We're at the end. It's Nigel Adams from Adelorum. Hello to you, sir. Hey, Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you holding up? Yeah, it's a long day. It's, it's a long day on the feet, isn't it? It's great. It's been so good. It's been really good. Face to face, Nigel, that must feel good. It, I mean, this is a big difference. I mean, for a lot of our guys, it's the first chance for them to get out and sort of mingle with a, a lot of the other exhibitors, obviously a lot of the, a lot of potential customers as well. And also it's a lot of the stuff that's, you know, they hear us talk about, but I think when you can actually go to and hear some of the, the leading people in the industry, yeah. um, also echo what you're saying in the office, it, it makes it real. Yeah. And, uh, and they can see, perhaps the old fella does know one or two things. <laughs> now you've been coming to Accountex many years now, haven't you? Have you noticed it changed much since we've been back? I, I think the thing is, I don't know if it's just that I'm getting old and my memory's going, but there seems to be an awful lot more stands actually. Yes, well, 250. Lot, yeah, I mean, I think it's a record. It, it's amazing, and it's almost mind-numbing, mind-blowing to actually take everything in. And there's so many cool things happening in the industry at the moment, and I think that that digital emphasis within our sector is really coming to the fore and obviously you see a lot of the software guys here mm. really embracing that and pushing it forward so and there's a time when everyone would know Nigel and Nicky Adams and Advalorum and you would know everyone else but I guess you're saying you look around now and there's some new entrants some new players in the game some new products and services and platforms absolutely yeah I mean you know as I say I think uh, um, certainly some some very interesting developments you sort of is really always been, to be honest, always been a little bit negative on Sage, but I'm looking at some of the Sage, particularly the Sage Intact product. Yeah. I, I love what I'm seeing there. That looks really good. And they've always been a bit of a sleeping giant for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been great. But also to see, obviously, the development of Dex, the acquisitions that they've taken on over the last couple of years. Um, for me, the game-changing software, which was their acquisition of Xavier, now Precision. For us, in the practice, that is absolutely fundamental. But it's great to see how a bigger entity behind it has pushed it in different directions, uh, which again is great for us. It, it's, uh, but I think more than anything else, it's, it's just the enthusiasm. I think you see the vibe here, it's, it's great. It's really good. And some probably some of the earlier ones, earlier um, exhibitions we went to, I think people are still a little bit nervous. I think they're a little uncertain about what they can and can't do and do your fist bump or lead with the elbow and sure. that type of thing. But, just seems like it's it's almost well it's back to normal and some yeah. which has been fantastic you've been in the game a long time now Jill how do you keep the longevity going the energy going you're always passionate when you talk and you love you love what you do I absolutely love what I do I just wish I was 10 years younger because I think the next well next five or ten years in our sector is just gonna be insane what excites you most about it I think the thing is it's it's the ability for us to be able to automate the processes that are not visible to a client. Okay. So it allows us to be able to provide more services, provide more client contacts. 
And for me, that's that's what I'm in the gig for. This is what I love doing. I love talking to clients. I, ha I remember, you know, obviously I don't do so much of it now, but, you know, sitting behind a desk and doing a set of accounts. Really? Having that conversation with the client off the back of the accounts of what they meant or, you know, additional stuff now. Obviously, stuff's a lot more real-time it was yeah. when I used to do stuff. For me, that's really exciting. And I think... Again, seeing the entrance to the marketplace and seeing the youngsters coming through. I was talking to one of the guys um, in, in one of the theatres earlier and seeing the, the youngsters take and run, uh, pick, pick up and run the tech, with the technology. Um, for us, it's been massive for our practice because they were brought up with it. I'm, I've got a few grey hairs, I might be able to give some insights, but when the technology is second nature, I think that it gives within a practice and the youngsters are allowed to actually work with it. I think it actually brings a real, an inward tech focus. I described this the other day uh, we were talking um, on a webinar and I would say the biggest change for us over the last four or five years is we've had, inwardly we operate like a tech company. We have visitors come to us um, from all walks of and they'll, they'll walk out and say this is actually a tech company, it's not an accounting company. Obviously you're still providing those services that an accountancy company provides. But it's that buzz, that feel, that different dynamic, um, which is so exciting. And I think the thing that really, really excites me the most is the fact that with the adoption of cloud um, and digitization, obviously, which is the natural progression, you're able to reach more clients and you're able to reach sectors of clients that are quite often forgotten. So those micro and SME clients, and you can actually really make a difference to their lives, their businesses. And that's really cool. Yeah, that's a game changer. It is a game changer. You're an accounting practice, above all things, with Advaloron, Nigel. I don't see many other accounting practices here, so why do you come? What's the deal? <laughs> well, we, we, there's a couple of things, first of all. I mean, you know, we're, we're part of our practices. We're specialist R&D consultants. Yeah. It's a uh, part of our business. We're still predominantly an accountancy practice, but it's an area we, um, we found that we were very well suited to because of the people we employ. Um, so we're here exhibiting uh, and uh, our R&D offering, uh, which is a more consultancy based. There's a lot of you know, sort of tech enablers here, but we're, we're really a consultancy in that space. But I think as well, the reason we're here, meeting, obviously meeting up with a lot of the industry leaders, um, seeing the new developments and bringing the team along as well, um, so that they can also engage firsthand and I think that's really important. It's that first-hand engagement with what's going on and the vibe. Yeah. You know. And you can't feel that if you're not here, can you? No, absolutely right. Do you enjoy talking to other accounting practitioners and firm owners? Absolutely love it. And there's plenty of them here. Oh, there is. There is. And I have to say, most of the conversations we have uh, are not about R&D, which no. is great. It's about day-to-day -day issues of running a practice, stuff that's working, stuff that's not working, perhaps some apps we've had some issues with or implementation. Uh, and it's that collaboration, and I think, again, over, probably something a big move in the industry over the last four or five years has been that move toward. Whereas historically, we're always a little bit competitive, and you know, I'm not going to talk to so and so. Adversarial, perhaps. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think now it's so much more collaborative, um, and uh, you know, probably what some of the highlights here are uh, meeting some of our friends. Um, I was talking to Gavin at, at Beach. Um, doing some really great stuff there with some apps and swapping some ideas and um, yeah I mean that's that's the part I guess that's the part as I've got a few more grey hairs I've been able to actually perhaps uh, get more involved in that space as well and I love working with I say the ACCA now uh, 
very different to where they were yeah. 10 years ago and they're really embracing it mm. so I've been delighted to uh, be called on on a few occasions to, to work with the ACCA in that space as well. What skills and attributes Nigel do you feel accountants will need over the next few years to stay competitive and relevant? Uh, I think that the actual I think there's a mindset change as okay. much as anything else. A few else. people have said that actually yeah. when we've asked them that. I think you know we've seen it and we've seen the whole change of dynamic within our practice where uh, you move away from the old uh, the old uh, environment, which was a lot more of the, the partner will hold the relationships with the clients, the partner will do a bit of business dev, the partner will do a bit of IT. I think now um, you have to, uh, uh, part practices grow and develop because you're bringing people from outside the industry in. Um, and uh, for us, for instance, we've got our own sales team, so I don't do business development anymore, haven't done for some time. And these guys are proper salesmen. Yeah. Uh, not yet, like what we were. Not like what we were. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, I'm not selling myself. You know, the, the guys are—they're uh, proper salespeople, and it means that the clients are able to migrate into the structure of the business. They don't become attached to me, and that gives you a really scalable proposition. And I think that's—you know—I've I've used that, and I've said that on a few um, podcasts and that, that I've done. Adval, the whole bot, the whole model is—we're a business rather than a practice. Uh, we operate in that way. We respect professional skills um, that are brought in from other industries. Um, and it actually creates a model that it becomes scalable. I say scalable and saleable. We're, we're not necessarily looking to sell unless somebody's got a massive checkbook that they want to throw at us. Um, and it would have offers. to be very, very big, <laughs> always open to offers. But no, I mean, I think the whole concept really is that uh, we're looking to constantly use the cloud and digitization to scale in the process to be able to reach and touch our clients more often. Mm. Interesting you talk about your guys being salespeople. That's not something we associate generally with accountants, is it? No, no, it's not. And uh, and it, I have to say, it was quite a, a, a big mark change for me. Uh, but I think that I always, I always, we always, I think as accountants, we, we, we love the business dev, we think we're great salesmen, but really all we do is we sell ourselves. And you then get into a critical mass for smaller practices, maybe between three and 500K a partner. Um, it doesn't mean it's transferable. Mm. It doesn't lead to any succession for your team. And I think that that's really important. I think we're struggling in the profession for um, to bring people in, young people for actually coming in and do what we're doing. I think the profession's a lost a bit of luster, Nigel, hasn't it? Absolutely. And I think we've got to create that. We've got to create that accessibility to bring people, not just accountants, but people of all disciplines come in and they can progress within the business uh, and I think a properly structured business now gives those opportunities we we had a, an SMT meeting our senior management team meeting um, a couple three weeks ago and it was fascinating because we looked at all of our senior management team and not one of them was in the same job wow. that they'd actually started off in Adra yeah. um, and I think as well it's, it's one of those things where We've got obviously ACCA and AAT and ATT and all those sort of things, but I think offering a broader range of qualifications. So we've got Prince Two practitioners. We've got um, our HR lady, is just, uh, Charlotte's just brilliantly passed the first level of her um, of her HR exams. I wish I knew what the silly was. It's, 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 it's a great example. Yeah, it's, it's great success stories. Exactly right, yeah. and, I, and I think we've got to make it appealing. Um, and we've got to create a future for people, otherwise we will become a load of old grey hairs. Yeah. And that can't, that's not good for us, and it's not good for our clients either. Final question, Nigel. What excites you most about the next few years? 
I think because we've got you for a few more yet. You've got I don't <laughs> see you going off playing golf or sitting on a beach somewhere, even if someone wrote you a check for millions. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in, the, I'm in the gig for a while. Yeah, yeah. as, as yeah. well as they, just while they need to roll the old boy out the out of his bed and do some stuff. I think for me, digitisation is obviously going to be huge. I think that we're going to see um, big, big areas. I, I was very interested to uh, to listen to a lecture a couple of days ago um, about the use of RPA. But RPA is a... Um, Explain to RPA oh, sorry, for our sorry. watchers. So it's basically the use of robots to do repetitive work. And there are some really some exciting stuff that, frankly, my guys would be delighted to get rid of. One of them being the, um, uh, the, the letter that goes out to our clients or email that goes out to our clients, which tells them what their um, July tax liability is going to be. Yeah. Uh, it's a manual thing. You can get a robot that will do that. And it does it quicker and better. And... I was talking to our team, and rather than be, that, that, that do that, some of our admin support, and rather than be, we aren't going to have a job, it was great, we can do other things. So I think that the, the role will continue to morph and will continue to change. And, you know, as I say, I think for us, it, it, it is all about that impact on small business. And I think that what you will do is you'll see the accountant change from the traditional grey suit to somebody who is a lot more comfortable talking to clients well, and they've got two Nigel haven't they absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely well Nigel and of Advalorum that's been great thanks for your time today. bless you all great stuff Town with Oli Krishnan of Starling Bank. Hi Oli, how are you doing? Yeah, good Rob. Now Starling Bank, full disclosure, I'm a Starling Bank customer. Fantastic. Uh, great what you're doing. New to the space though in relative terms as a challenger bank, an emerging bank. Tell us a little bit about this space. Yeah, so I mean Starling, uh, we started offering business banking in 2018. Uh, we've grown very quickly ever since, especially throughout the pandemic. Uh, we now have just under half uh, a million customers, so we're growing very quickly. On all of our accounts, we're now up to about 2.7 million customers. We also have personal uh, joint and also multi-currency and child accounts as well. Uh, but for us, the business accounts is why we're here and hopefully how we want to help support as well. Yeah. And are you UK-based? Because I know in, in Europe they have the neobanks yeah, and yeah. in America they have different names. Yeah. So. so for us at the moment, we are UK-based. And how important is the accountancy channel for you? Because banking cuts across all kinds of businesses. Yeah. How do they play into your game? Um, very important to us. The reason why they're so important to helping us with our growth but also supporting their clients needs is um, you know ultimately they want to help service their clients as efficiently as possible for a new start business or an existing client that's speaking to them about banking requirements because of the high street bank presence you know reducing and branch managers moving on that local point of contact they haven't maybe got that as much anymore so now they're able to speak to myself and our wider team have a point of contact but know that through digital banking they've got the efficiency of being able to pass on their dedicated partner link and get their clients out really quickly and have all the real-time information that they need to you know, run their business. And you're not just talking to existing customers or even new customers here. You're very big on strategic partnerships, aren't you, and talking to the other vendors and offering a joined-up approach. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, we have uh, marketplace integrations. We've got a business marketplace and a personal marketplace. The business marketplace is essentially an extension of our offering with 
third-party solutions and technology that are going to help the businesses thrive. Uh, some of the businesses that we are working with in the software are like Zero, QuickBooks, Free Agent from an accountancy perspective, but we also work with legal companies and also like the card merchant terminals as well. So it's, a, it's just a way that ultimately those customers can connect to all the softwares that they need to help support their clients. So it's, uh, that's been really popular. And with conversations with accountants, Holly, what are the key skills you feel they're going to need over the next few years to stay relevant and competitive to the business clients? I mean, a lot of our partners, we're very fortunate they've already adopted or they've migrated a lot of their clients towards cloud technology and building their ecosystem. But I can, I can personally see it continuing to go more of the advisory-led route that you need the right tools to help your business grow and support your business and have the analytics and the real-time data in front of you. MTD is the, the biggest talking point still and despite being pushed back by a year is probably one of the biggest talking points that I've talked about being here with our partners. And it's about being up to date with knowing what the latest technology is and how that can help ultimately streamline your tasks as a practice, work less on maybe the day-to-day -day compliance that they would have as a practice and then look at the other options that are out there to help really dig deeper into those businesses and add further value. So that might be uh, you know, the, the, the financial uh, reporting element and looking at more regular reviews and looking at those softwares and deep, deep diving into that or using some of the lending software that's out there now to spot cash flow gaps and say to the business, actually, you may need some funding to support that need. So it's taking it that step further and using those other partnerships that they may have already and, and digging deeper has been a really big talking point here. Well, exciting for you and Starling Bank. Thanks for your time today. Cheers, Rob. Takes its day one, and I'm with an old friend, Lara Squires of Consortium. Lara, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Now, you're a veteran of many account taxes. You've been in this game a long time. It's been a while since we've been face to face. How are you feeling? Amazing. It's such a busy, buzzy show. There's lots of nice free gifts. You're getting the swag. I'm getting the swag. Okay. Um, you don't look very laden down with. Oh, oh there you go. Okay. And the speakers, like the content, the diversity is immense. There's not much that you don't know, but. In terms of objectives, Laura, what do you plan when you come to a day like this? Because you're not exhibiting today, you're not speaking, but you, this is your world, isn't it? Yeah, so I've brought um, my head of accountancy with me, so it's hearing what the other speakers are saying, it's talking to the accountants that are here, it's talking to the suppliers, and just, just listening, really. We don't actually have an agenda, it's more about hearing what they've got to say, um, taking that away, digesting it, and then sharing it with our network. Yeah. Well, we've got a Caltex in the background here, this is very much the flagship event. You go to a a lot of these events, uh, particularly in the legal sector yeah. as well, you do a lot in. Do you notice any difference between what we're seeing here and what you might see at other events? Oh, well, live, these people wanted, going across. Yeah. The you wanted the controversy, so um, there is a there is a legal one that's similar, similar name. Uh -huh. um, it's a third of size, and their last one was in November, so it was still COVID times. But I just think we actually had to queue to get in. Yes. So I think coming, fancy that queuing. Fancy that queuing to get into an expo. Um, so I just think the accountants possibly are a little bit more engaged and some of the suppliers I was talking to say that they come here to research suppliers yeah. and change suppliers so I just think they're a little bit maybe more business savvy thinking about how they can do things differently and wanting to learn a little bit more the vendors legal compared to accounting are, are they more aggressive are they more in tune are they more techie or is it uh, Ooh, more the question. same i mean there's three times the exhibitors here that there is sure. at the other one um, i had no idea there were so many software companies in accounting oh, you've got a fraction of them as well <laughs> yeah, we, yeah i think maybe that's it maybe there are more suppliers to the accountancy sector yeah. um, but they've all got beautiful stands they're doing interesting things to engage with people they're not pushy i mean we're not accountants so obviously we're not 
for their target audience. Yeah. But they're also open to a chat. So we've had a few people where we're like, could we help you? How could we help you? And, and we hopefully got an invite on Iris's boat. You'll be at the after party with yeah. Chris Moyles. Fantastic. Well, not to, I, want, I want the invite for next year because we can't make tonight. So I've already put myself on the list ready for next year. There's nothing wrong with that. What would ever make you exhibit here, Lara? Well, I am thinking about it. I think the challenge for us as a small business is we don't want too much, which it sounds a ridiculous thing to say. You create a load of demand for what you're doing and you've got a problem there, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. You'd In have to be way. able to service it. Yeah. Um, but I am tempted and, and that's not happened before. So I think they're obviously doing a great job here with the pre-marketing to get people to come along, what they're doing on the day, the diversity of stands, the engaging talks, it's all good. You're quite strategic in the way you think, I know. So would you be scoping out stands and saying that's a good place to have that? I'd never put ours there. I like what they've done with that. Yeah, I think one of the, tricky, one of the tricky things will be is the size of businesses that are here. They've got some quite good stands. Yes. I don't have a 50 grand budget no. for stands, so I'm not going to be having the bar that I think Zero has got. Um, well, we're having a little competition actually for the best small stand. Oh, are you? We're giving them a packet of Haribo's oh, as the winner, so oh, you know, we've, we've splashed you know. I'll out. Go and have a look. Um, but you can be innovative, can't you, in a small space? You really can. I mean, I think there was some small stands that I said I definitely wouldn't want, so there's yeah. some really little ones. Okay, so um, you'd go bigger slightly, would you? Yeah, I think, I think there's a size you have, I think three by two you have to at least be. Right. Otherwise... You're not in the game. Okay. Maybe don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's personally how I feel. And obviously we're standing in front of Free Agent and they've got some cool um, freestanding fans yes. where it's not a shell scheme, so yeah. that's really clever. So I think you can really put your own stamp on it. Well, you're a, a thought leader, you're a content creator, you're a speaker. Would you get more involved on the speaking and theatre side oh, of it? Because like you've got to. lots of messages to share. I love you? talking, yeah. Rob, as you know. Um, so yeah, I'd love to get involved in the speaking. But I think I want to do some more research to really find out what people want to hear about. Mm. Um, and not just, I mean, not just take the same stuff. I mean, I've got a lot of standard talks that I do, but I think it would be nice to come up with something quite fresh and different for the audience. That's a really good point. If you look at all the theatres around here, there's so many different topics. And they're all full. They are. And there's clearly a hunger for the CPD, the personal development and learning new things. You and I both know accountants and lawyers though. They are so overwhelmed with all of the things they need to know. And once they've learned all the things, then taking that back to the office and implementing that, that can be a challenge, yeah. can't you? I think maybe actually on that note, something around the top five things you must do. So okay. keeping it easy. Like you know. that. Yeah, so it's implementable, it's not too challenging, yeah. they can do it as soon as they get back and, and create a habit so that it continues. I think the challenge as you say with these things, you come, you learn loads of stuff, and then you go off and never do it again. So I think it's about making it implementable, um, relevant, and easy-ish. You said top that's five my, things, that's, that's three at least. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. And it, consortium, I know what you do. Uh, for the audience watching this, explain a little bit. Well, I've got a man standing in front of me. Well, it's live and we do get a lot of this and uh, um, people just walk past. They don't know how famous we both are. You so, know who uh, I am. Um, so consortium are a full service marketing agency. Uh, we specialise in the professional service sector. So I've got my associate director, Kat, who's the head of accountancy uh, with me today. Kat Benes, let's give her a shout Kat out. Benes, Kat Benes, um, my lovely cat. That's someone in the team called a kitty cat today. Lovely. I can see that sticking. Right, Maybe only on nights that's out. That's not going but... away, is it? No, no. Um, we work with clients that like us and we like them. We have a bit of a rule that if it's somebody we'd like to go to the pub with, that's oh, a good rule. Okay. Yeah. Would you go that. to the pub with them? Yes. They can be a client. And in marketing for accounting firms, what are they asking you for most at the moment? What's hard? It's mainly just so that it can be off their desk, and that's maybe one of the things we offer that's different is we do take it off their desk for them and deal with everything. So whether it's their website, whether it's their messaging, their content, their communications with clients, 
we will just look after it all for them. And I think that's what they need because they're expert at what they're expert at. We're expert at what we're at, and we make that happen. Yeah. And finally, what do you feel are the two, three key skills attributes that accountants are going to need in the future to stay relevant and to compete? Really interesting point. Uh, Amanda Watts is talking at the moment, and she's doing some really interesting stuff around how you position yourself. Okay. So I think it is that um, you've got to learn to sell yourself. You have got to learn to sell yourself, and, and what value you're adding to a client. Um, and Kat and I were also talking earlier about whether they um, champion a particular software. So not necessarily being Sage and Zero and and and, but picking More one. More agnostic. Pick, picking one and. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So not doing all of them, but actually picking one and putting their stall out and saying, this is what you should use. Truly being expert in it. And I know that might be tricky, but as a consumer, I would want to know my accountant was an expert in what I was using. Accountants can't be an expert in everything, though, so they do have to pick a lane, don't they? Yeah, exactly, that's it. That. So they can't, you know, can you truly offer all of And the you're in marketing, so you know the power of niching and specialising and defining your target audience yeah, and where absolutely. you're going to play. Yeah, um, and I think as well it's charging appropriately. That was another thing that came out of that talk just now. It's charging what you're worth um, and actually have a situation where you are willing to say no to the wrong type of clients. Yeah. Final question, yeah. Lara. It's been great talking to you. If you and I are having this chat in two or three years' time, it's hard to predict the what future, I know. What might have changed? What kind of things do you think we're talking about? Where's your world going with marketing? I'd like it firm? to have changed. My worry in the whole professional service world is that change takes a very long time. Um, you know, we were meant to have moved to this more advisory consultant accountant five years ago, and they still haven't. Yeah. So I would love to say change has happened in three years. Yeah. Um, but the realist in me feels like we might be having a similar conversation. But maybe more will have adopted. A little bit further down the road. A little bit further down the road. And maybe in three years, I'll be saying, in the following three years, some more change will have happened. Yeah. Well, Laura Squires, that's been brilliant. Thanks Thank so much you. for your time and your passion. Today. Mr. Countex, it's day one, it was towards the end of day one, and I'm thrilled to have with me today from Ignition Hugh Walker. Hello, Hugh. Oh, Rob, what a day. What How a day. Doing? Uh, we're doing great. We've done a few interviews. I'm sure you've had a million conversations oh, as well. I mean, I'm kind of losing my voice, but I'm kind of loving it anyway. You've got a big stand here. People are around. You've got your team here. Even at the end of day one, they're all still here. Those keeping that, the energy levels high. Those that haven't snuck out to the pub already. How do you measure return on something like this, or whether it's been a success for you? I think. It, it's some of it's quite easy to measure, right? The number of people you speak to, the number of people you scan, demos booked, people who sign up off the back of it. But then I think there's a a harder bit to nail down, which is just that kind of the brand awareness and being involved in the conversations and being seen, um, and just getting amongst it, right? Yeah. And being able to have these kind of conversations, let alone yeah. you know, and, and this again. How do you put an, an ROI on something like this? No, absolutely with you. right. And if you weren't here, you'd be missed, wouldn't you? I'd be. There's no way I'd rather be yeah. today. And presumably, it's not just people that don't know about Ignition that are coming here. Your existing customers uh, are coming yeah. here. They want to talk to you. Yeah, it's great. The amount of customers that have come up, excited by the rebrand, excited to see us again, being to have those conversations face-to-face -face around how they're going. Uh, obviously, my side of the business is more after they sign up. So I'm as much as I want to help new customers come in and, and find out about what we do, it's so nice to have people who already work with us to come up and be like, okay, cool, how can I help you today? What are you currently working on? What do you want to do with your account while you've got me face-to-face? -face? Let's, let's nail it. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of the competition, some of your competition are in this room here today. Yep. How does Ignition stack up against those? Why is it good being in your shoes, Hugh? I think because no one does everything that we do. 
there's, there's people who do different parts, there's different elements, um, but there's no one who's the full end-to-end -end client engagement e-commerce with the, the engagement letter, the proposal, the invoicing, the workflow deployment, and obviously the payment collection and the billing piecing being the biggest piece. Um, yeah, linking it all together is amazing. And you've got a big UK presence now, you've been building that, but yeah. you're international, are you? Tell us some of the uh, regions in which you're active with Ignition. Everywhere, just about. We've got team members in Australia, New Zealand, all over Australia and New Zealand. Um, we, when, we, when we landed here in the UK, we had sort of three or four people in London for the longest time. We've got 16 now, wow. and that's around the UK. George is down from Manchester. We've got Mary, um, who's, from, who's in Ireland. People all dotted around the country, as well as a team down in South Africa, uh, who work with the South African market. But in the region, I suppose, we're very much sort of just sharing the whole region. It's nice for South Africans to work with the UK team and vice versa. North America opening up you? Yeah, North America's going absolutely gangbusters. Canada, West Coast, East Coast, US, all over. What uh, words of advice would you give to accountants out there that are, they're not coping well? They perhaps wouldn't admit it, but there's a lot of overwhelm, a lot of anxiety, a lot of overload. Do you sense that when you're talking to them? The amount of customers I've been talking to recently um, who've all said essentially talk, like, issues with capacity, feeling yeah. overworked, and at the same time, haven't reviewed pricing in years, okay. and the, you know the, the market prices are changing, inflation's going up. I think the biggest advice is almost look at your client base, look at your pricing. Can you increase your prices? And if you can increase your prices, are there clients who aren't working well with you who you don't need? If, if you can make the same amount, like yeah, if you can make the same amount with less clients, less capacity, you can give better, better level of service to those yeah. clients who you want to work with. In the next few years, what skills, attributes do you feel accountants will need to remain competitive and relevant for their clients? It's an interesting question. Since I've, like, 10 years in the industry, just about for me now, um, and ever since I first joined, everyone was talking about advisory is coming, advisory is coming, and we're still saying advisory is coming, and yes. here we are, talking about <laughs> compliance. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to happen at some point. When it happens, I couldn't say, but I think one of the things we've learned over the last couple of years is the flexibility is so key and being able to utilize the new tools and take advantage of these tools that have allowed people to work through a pandemic from home without offices, work, to connect to clients remotely, being able to take that now as, you can, as the world opens up and really run with it is, is a huge opportunity, I think. And you're a commercial partner of ours at the Accounting Influencers Podcast and yeah. we appreciate you, you had doing a, had that. A, had a great chat before, I loved it. We do, we've done another interview before this. and. Uh, when you look at the message that Ignition is putting out there in the marketplace, mm -hmm. how is that resonating, chiming with the accountants you're talking to? I think almost more than ever, it's important to make sure you're getting paid for the work you're doing. And that's really what, what we're here to help you with. Get your engagements in and get paid as a result and because, take away the admin that goes with it. Because it used to be, we're an onboarding tool, we're a pricing tool, we're a proposal tool, all mm. of this. But you, it sounds like that narrative has changed now. I think we're still all of that. But, but getting paid is such a, like, how do you run a business if you're not getting paid reliably, right? It underpins everything you do. Um, and linking it all together is, is so valuable. But I think the conversation I've had a lot today has been around, if you're getting paid automatically based on the work you're doing, when you're trying to talk to a client, they're not seeing, oh, Rob's calling me. I don't want to talk to him, he's going to ask for money. It's, oh, Rob's calling me. I know I don't need to talk to him about money, so he's calling me to help me. Yeah. And it changes the whole nature of that client relationship to being like, so now my client wants to hear from me because they know if I'm talking to them, it's because I want to help them and I want to work with them on their accounts. Mm -hmm. And that's invaluable. 
And I know partnerships are an important channel for you, Hugh. You've got mm. a lot of strategic alliances. Yes. Talking to them, I guess, at an event like this is important for you. Amazing, yeah. Just to be able to, it's one thing to sort of have to build these alliances and have these communications and have build these relationships, email, Zoom, to be able to sit down and just be like, hey, let's go catch up and have a chat, get some lunch, or we're hosting drinks tonight, come have a beer with me and we can, we can you know, talk more. Yeah. It's just such a, there's nothing better for relationship building than face-to-face. -face. Yeah. Same again tomorrow? Looking forward to it. I really can't wait. Will you be doing the after party as well? Have you got enough energy in here to go for a few drinks later? Uh, I, I mean, I'll definitely be there for a few drinks. I've got Brocker in the bag if need be, but, you know, I think I'm experienced enough at this point to know when to toe the line. Sure. And what have you told your staff, particularly some of them for whom this is their first yeah. context and they don't quite know what they're coming into? I mean, first thing first, obviously, is making sure they know what they're talking about. Demo, how to demo the software, how to talk to the customers. But more than that, it's, it feels like such a, joy, like a blessing to be here again, mm. to just kind of enjoy it. We've made sure we've had enough staff here that each of the team can go and walk around the halls and check out some talks and see who's around and actually have conversations and not just be pinned to a desk giving demos all day. It's an occasion for the team as well, right? And we want them to get out there and enjoy it and, and make the most of it. And what excites you most finally, Hugh, about what's coming up over the next few years? It's almost like, for Ignition, it's more of the same, but bigger and faster and better. We Global domination. Global domination. <laughs> um, and for the industry, I think, more of the same. It's something that's blown my mind today is there's so many vendors here that I didn't know before, that I've not met, that have sprung up through the pandemic and all these people who have all of these ideas and have used this time to, to spin something off. And that's hugely exciting because any one of them could be the next big thing and, and help lift this industry even further. Yeah. Well, Hugh Walker from Ignition, that's been great talking to you today. Right. Thanks for your Always time. a pleasure. Thank you so much. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Sponsored by Accountex.